listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you are interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at $2, 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of us needs and appreciates all your support. Of or associated with the Greek philosopher Plato or his ideas. Or a second definition, confined to words, theories, or ideals, and not leading to practical action. Platonic. Oh, hello there. I was just reading the dictionary. And we're going to be talking about that word today as a series. Platonic. This is a series about Will, played by Seth Rogen, who's just recently divorced, and his old best friend from years and years and years ago. He hasn't seen her since he got married, actually. Sylvia, played by Rose Byrne. She finds out that her old buddy Will is divorced. With the blessing of her husband, Charlie, played by Luke McFarlane, he says, hey, why don't you call him? You two used to be so close. He was literally in your wedding party when we got married. Call him up. See how he's doing. You know, rekindle that old friendship because you two, you were best buddies. So Sylvia does get in contact with Will. And the remainder of the show is Rose Byrne and Seth Rogen riffing, doing comedy together, and getting into ridiculous situations that can involve too much alcohol, too much pot, and too much ketamine. With me to talk about this Apple Plus series, Platonic, someone who would never do coke in the bathroom without knowing the dealer who sold it, Oh, that's, that seems a bit much. Uh, Doggett is with us, though. Oof, friend zone Doggett. And someone who understands the power of friendship is the most powerful magic of all. Neil is with us. Hello. You know, I would describe most of my relationships as platonic, you know, up to the point where they're wiping our friendship off their stomach. Oh my god, did you just say that? <laughs> Wow, this is a 10-episode series, and yeah, let's just start there. Uh, Platonic relationships. I'd love to say that I have like a dozen of them. Are any of them in person with someone I could literally speak to physically at any time and get a coffee with? No, that sounds insane to me. I've been married 17 years. That sounds insane, right? Isn't that nuts? How about you, Neil? I'd say all mine are digital too, but it's just every, most of my friends are work friends, and we work mm-hmm. from home. So it's <laughs> it's not a uh, because I've been married and I sequester myself from other human beings as you apparently do, Brad. But. Yeah, I'm kind of a homebody, I guess. Doggett, how about you? It's pretty hilarious for me because my actual 
since I was younger, my core group of friends has always been female. Uh, whether it's because of I wasn't very athletic, I'm more into books and movies. I was in theater, which I was the only guy in theater. And uh, my best friend is a girl. And all my digital friends are where I get my guy friends. So wow. I act, I, it was nice seeing this because, they, how do I put this? Even in TV shows when characters have a platonic relationship, for some reason there's always just a little bit of, but we would fuck, right? We would fuck a little bit. <laughs> You know, like even Frazier and 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 Ra, what was her name? Roz. 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 Even Frazier and Roz had one episode where like, I mean, yeah, we'd fuck each other. I mean, just once. <laughs> and you know, when... he's he's right, Brad. You're laughing, but I was worried if they'd put any tension in it, and they don't. And the tension is in other places. Yeah, never that. Yeah, because I remember when the show was first showing trailers. All my annoying older friends are like, wow, they're going to make a TV show about people being friends. Why would that even, why why do you need, why do you feel necessary to even do that? Of course, people could be friends and that's all their sticking point and they refuse to watch the show. And I would say, uh, watch the show because um, these two are fucking charming together. They're a delight. And whenever they're on screen together, I feel happy inside. I agree with that assessment. I would say this show doesn't necessarily try and convince people that platonic relationships can't lead anywhere. But it does convince me that I hope that Seth Rogen and Roseburn are friends in real life because they are wonderful. And his... (laughs) You know that laugh that he has to put in every single voice? You mean his laugh? Every single one, I thought it was fake. I thought, eh, here comes his stupid tagline laugh. This is the most genuine it's ever sounded. I think that maybe that's just how he laughs, and it's a beautiful thing, and I should, like, lighten up. Well, this is, like, the third thing they've worked on together, too. So really? They, neighbors and Neighbors too. Oh, that's right. And they were great together there, too. They just have a... they have. It's such a, it's such a good chemistry. It's such a good friend chemistry. This is, like... Like, even, like, in shows of two guys that are friends, is like, there's a little bit of sexual chemistry there, though. Like, you watch Sherlock, and it's like... Sure, I agree. You guys are going to sleep together eventually. Like Ross and Joey. Yeah. From Friends. Or Ross and, or, or Ross and Chandler. Or Joey. Well, and Ross and Chandler, the first half sure. of, the, of yeah. the series. Joey and Ross, second half of the series. That's yeah. where I would split it. Like, when Joey tries to save his sandwich, and Ross <laughs> thinks that he's diving over him... And not the sandwich. That was definitely sexually charged. And a beautiful thing, you know. It's friendship. Yeah. I liked this show. The show was good. I I wouldn't say it's great. There's a couple of jokes they stretch out way too long. The painting, the office painting. And she tries to pass off something she says in the office as a an Australian slang. Like, they just drag those... And who in their right mind would have done with that painting what she did when they got it restored and it wasn't restored? Nobody would have gone back and stuck that painting. So you're like, I know where the the hell this is going. <laughs> like those went on a bit. Those were super awkward. You got, you got to appreciate long. how quick it was. It's like she's trying to have a normal day at work. <laughs> oh yeah. Like, uh, no. 
No. This isn't this isn't. A I did like the fallout where she talks to the HR person and they have a good conversation and later the HR is like, Why are you here? You're fired. She didn't actually say the words you're fired, she just assumed she knew. Yeah, this isn't right. this isn't a sitcom. The thirty just because the thirty minutes are up doesn't mean it's gonna restart. You're 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 gone. But I liked how also their friendship wasn't all great all the time like when they start digging into each other they dig into each other like it it's charged both directions positive and negative of when they start when they go on the attack they're on the attack and they will tear each other down they're such good friends that there's that it's that it's that final layer that's gone which is honesty they are 100 percent honest with each other most of the time like when she shows him the house she's thinking about buying that everybody else is like yeah yeah do that that sounds like a good investment He's walking around it like, well, this shit's haunted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was one of my favorite segments. Be- just because of how good Seth Rogen is at being uneasy and scared. <laughs> the, the, his what the fucks are always very genuine. <laughs> yeah, I would agree. He's, um, there's, there, like, the reason they fall out is because she tells him that his wife, or the woman he's gonna marry just isn't good for him and you know he's a little bit of a crybaby bitch and uh he he whined about her for a few years and you know once the once of course they're divorced because they weren't a good couple together um you know i think it, it helped him wait who 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 reconnected with who she she knew the divorce, but she set it up as in they were running into each other. And he goes, oh, I'm getting divorced, blah, blah. She goes, oh, really? Like, she played dumb. Yeah. But it was the whole reason she reeked out from her husband, like you mentioned, Charlie, who, by the way, is my favorite character in the show. Charlie? Charlie they, they made him so balanced either way that he wasn't stereotypical. Like, there's a, a little stretch where they think something's going on, but he had, he had a decent reason. And then they go, his lawyer work friends go all full CSI on it. And that was hilarious. But yeah, he's the one who encourages her to do most of these things. And what he may get upset, but they, they patch things up in what feels a realistic way. The scene we talked about before hitting record with the, the chair, he's waiting for her to get home with the lizard. Fucking great. Like I hope to see more of that guy. Cause he, he came across so well to me he was one of my favorite parts of the show well, Charlie. It's, it's it's his his insecurities make him so um it, it's it's like you're so handsome but you're so insecure it makes me relate to you a little bit and it, it makes it makes me embrace <laughs> your character if you didn't have all these emotions i'd fucking hate you, your handsome ass well i really liked how he he talked to her like a spouse and there's so much of that missing in not just sitcoms but even dramas yeah. Like, for him to be like, oh, he was the best man at your wedding. We should totally have him, you know. Uh, you know what? I'll hang out with him, too. And he doesn't really want to hang out with Charlie, but he wants the to see Dodgers what The Dodgers game was, was pretty Will. good. Yeah, <laughs> That was a good episode at the baseball game. And Will's just bashing baseball the whole time. Now, I do like how he has the hard adult conversations with his wife, Charlie and Sylvia. And a lot of shows avoid those, too. And I really liked how when they had a fight later on in the season, Sylvia is talking to Will and she's like, oh, it's nothing. It's, you know, it's a spouse thing. What would you know about talking to a spouse and working things out? And when Will says to her, that was not a normal fight. Like, 
that was so lovely and so nice because I would love to hear that from a platonic friend if I've had a fight with my wife and just thought, oh, I'm sure it's nothing. You know what I mean? These platonic friends really had each other's backs as far as becoming better people through friendship. And I think that's what shines the most in the show. What do you two feel about that? They, I've heard this a lot in shows this last year, but stuck. These two were stuck and through the roughest way possible, they help each other get unstuck. Um, that's the thing for that really, for me that the why to recommend this series is the, the journey's pretty feels pretty realistic. It's not super sugar coated or anything like that. And that these two good, really good friends who just walked away from each other. There wasn't a falling out, a big one. There was a little one, but, and now the reconnect and they are kind of, they, destructive is the word they keep using in this season, but yeah, fucked up shit happens when they're around, and it's not always their fault. Just shit happens. Yeah, the garage um, was not Seth Rogen's fault. That's a that no. was a hazard, and it would have killed somebody if it wasn't for him. Exactly. Right. Um, <laughs> I my favorite's the UF the would be UFO incident. <laughs> it's, it's pretty well done. Um, because that's what that what leads to another like potential life ending of the relationship of there's a blow up and they just like, all right, gloves are off. You're this, this, and this. Oh yeah. You're this, this, and this. Um, but when she sees in a short time after that, she sees something like you need to know about this. She, she's more concerned about him finding out about that, that opportunity than the bullshit fight they had in the kitchen over. Did we, or did we not see a UFO? Which is pretty cool. Because, you know, UFOs are actually spotted all the time. It just means unidentified flying object. I've seen one of those before. And then my wife pointed out to me, we're in Alberta. You can see the night sky. That's just a satellite path. Sorry. And I was a little heartbroken by that. Like, oh. Oh, she's part of the cover-up. <laughs> there's, a, there's a little moment at the end of the show where, like, you feel like somebody's about to have a really important heart-to-heart. It's like, okay, what's going to be the final speech they do to wrap this up? And they're just like... Yeah, we yeah we saw aliens. Yeah, that's that's what happened, and it's that <laughs> it made my heart grow three sizes bigger. No, no friendship speech could have could ever te- could ever top your friend just saying, "Yeah, we're the same." Yeah, uh, I I I don't want to end this review without tar- talking about the funniest part because there's a there's a there's a funniest part in this show that I had to rewind seven times. Maybe eight times, and that's um. I'm intrigued now. No, we already talked about it. It's just I, I it, we, it's not cheating. I don't know how to classify it. <laughs> is it emotional cheating? A lot of people I know would say that it is cheating, and that he's an alcoholic. I live in a Mormon town, and that he needs to go to rehab, and then she should probably leave him. Yeah, but I thought it was just hilarious, like like you're thinking. My my church would call that dancing at the club. <laughs> I mean, whether it's cheating or not, he needs to talk to his wife about what happened. And the fact that he does, he doesn't get caught in a lie. Immediately. He talks to yeah. her immediately. He talks to her immediately. Exactly. And that was so wonderful to me. More, so many married people. And so do much that. of the buildup to is she doesn't understand what the hell he's talking yeah. about. What do you mean? <laughs> Act it out for me, because she's really like, what are you talking about? Because he's describing it so poorly. Yeah. 
And his embarrassment being punishment enough. He just needed to rub on something. It could have been a couch. It just happened to be her. <laughs> well, that happens too after time when, you know, couples are all like, oh my gosh, do we have time for sex? Uh, what, what, what do we do? And her taking her friend Will's advice and believing there's a cum button on a guy if you punch him correctly. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. That's that's so ridiculous. It, obviously, it's just choking. <laughs> you just choke him and he comes instantly. <laughs> Let's get into our final thoughts. Anil, would you begin, please? Certainly. Um, I've been a fan of Rose Byrne stuff. I like Seth Rogen most of the time. Uh, the the trailer did an okay job, but again, like. You know, we talked about Dog. It mentioned, you know, I'm worried about. All right, well, they're going to sprint, sprinkle in bullshit tension, just because that's what you do. No, the show didn't do that. It's charming. They're charming. I find the supporting cast charming. Shout out to Ted McGinley showing up out of nowhere in a in a. I think we only see him in a couple episodes, but you know, from married back in the day, married with children, and happy days. Um, but it's not. I don't think it's great. I think things do drag down with this show. Like I said, there's two, three times where they just drag an awkward moment out so long that you're like, okay, no. Like, the office painting stuff, I do not believe. Once we get halfway through that, I'm like, nope, just fucking bail. Just pull the ripcord, you're out. But she returns the painting in its new form, and nobody, nobody, not even on Seinfeld would that have happened. And they stretched the limits on that shit. Um, So it does drag it down a bit. I... We we don't need a season two. They told a really good story. We don't leave anything hanging. Let these two or them and the showrunner do something brand new. Like that's what I'd like to see them doing something else because we've seen them in things. Let's keep seeing them in things. But I don't need to see these two characters. They felt like they did a really good job of tying everything off. Um, I would see more of Charlie just going to baseball games with people he barely knows. That would be an entertaining series. Um, with his work buddies too, because they again the sporting characters are good in this. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna give it uh, six and a half out of ten. Big plastic helmets you eat nachos out of. Very nice. Agree with everything you said. Dog it. Oh man, what a fun, nice, good show you can watch. I no longer have to even look at how I met your mother. I can just watch Platonic. And you know what? They kept the promise. Because Robin and Ted aren't going to fuck at the end. Yeah, I'm still mad. I'm still mad about that. But the show is good. It's a good time. I actually wasn't expecting to enjoy it this much. I was I was just mildly curious. I, I'm not even like that big of a Seth Rogen fan. I, I, I'm, I, I feel about Seth Rogen the way Neil feels about the show. It's fine. But the show... It's a good time. It's short. Okay, well, 10 episodes. Is 10 episodes short anymore? It's pretty long now, I guess. Yeah, but the episodes are shortish. They're not, like, hour long. Yeah, it's like, like, after six episodes of Ted Lasso, Brad's ready to put a shotgun into his temple. And... No, I don't I don't think I could binge six episodes of that. <laughs> That's going to be a separate recording if Brad has issues with Ted Lasso. I'll, I'll fight you on that one. But no, this is... I say... Get your best opposite sex friend together, or whatever friend you have, and sit down and just 
smoke a J and watch Seth Rogen and Rose Byrne have a great time. I'm going to give this 7 out of 10 times you should just not have a garage. (laughs) So I agree with both of you. Not the greatest show. It's so funny, though. I love how funny these two actors are together. I'm going to bash a certain thing I notice in a lot of comedies nowadays. Her and Charlie's problems are, oh, we got to get out of this house. We got to get out of this perfect mansion that's always clean, even though three kids live here. Yeah, kids, you just have kids and they're perfect, I guess. Not that I want the show to be about the children, but they didn't cause any trouble. Even their teen daughter, who was, what was her gimmick? She liked to dance on TikTok. They're like, oh, that's fine. She's vibing. They give them air. They give them airtime early on, maybe episode one, episode yeah. two, and then they're just they're kind of around. That's it. They're they fall in. They fade into the background real quick. I really thought, oh, Charlie and Charlie and Sylvia are going to be terrible parents. Because Charlie and Sylvia are like, it's fine that our kid watches the Emoji movie. And I'm like, whoa, it's not. That's awful. That's horrible. Introduce your kid to something else quick. But I got over it because she's adorable and she likes the fart jokes, which kids love. And yeah, just to follow up what you guys were saying these two platonic or not it's a story about having that friend that you've always had since you were younger and just keeping that friendship and that's freaking cool no like should i have fucked that friend like that never even comes up and i love that so i'm also going to give this seven out of ten references to maverick the savior of cinema that was a it was a there was a nice little quick plot point here that i enjoyed where Everybody had to just look at Seth Rogen like, you're too fucking old to be dating (laughs) the girl that was older than your girlfriend in Pineapple Express. But that's his epiphany that he has. That's what makes it golden. (laughs) (laughs) When you you bring home your date and she has to move her teddy bears (laughs) 